What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. Got our guy on, Thomas. It's been a long time, Thomas. How you doing, man? Good, man. Glad to be back on. Yeah, I was telling Thomas before we started, uh, just a little bit earlier, I was like, I think I was sitting around like Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday, and it was right in the middle of all that NFL free agency stuff. I'm like, dang, we ain't done a podcast in a minute, and there was so much stuff that was kind of being dropping. As, as far as like the players going different places, even in the college rankings, the combine, I said, we got to get on live again. So we're back, y'all. Uh, without further ado, welcome to Sports House. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Because we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you been. Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in, and you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my baby. Yo, hey, Thomas, low-key is kind of like, even that intro, I'm kind of like, oh, man. Like, like, what? <laughs> What what it needs to be said? It's been such a long time. <laughs> but uh, how's things been going, Thomas? Good, man. Uh, you know, like I was saying off camera, I'm I'm getting ready to graduate, so just been locked in on the schoolwork and stuff, trying to trying to handle that. So I guess it's, it's kind of been good timing, you know, with, with the end of football season and all that. I ain't really had too much stuff to keep up with with sports. So yeah, but that's mainly it for me. To be busy in school. We're gonna have to do some some variants of a uh, pomp and circumstance on graduation. <laughs> and like on the on the show's Instagram account shot, which is a shameless plug to make sure you follow Matt Sports House. <laughs> but we're gonna have to do some sort of like you know be like uh, our analyst and throw one with pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Thing behind. <laughs> hey, what is it? ESPN ESPNU hashtag never graduate. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, Thomas, let's get to it. We got a lot to talk about here. Ironically enough, we're recording the night of, y'all know my team, Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Uh, the pro day was the day. CJ Stroud was in a uh, full form today, throwing and throwing the rock around. That's the thing everybody was kind of really talking about. Apparently, you saw that the Panthers sent, I think, it was 11, 11 scouts to the to the pro day. Ooh, yeah, I know. Nah, I know they sent eleven. I, I know. I just saw the video of um. I think the new head coach and then the OC talking to him after. But, yeah, I know they had 11 guys. Yeah, they sent 11 guys out there. And I think it's also interesting for those pro days because it's like there's so many per- there's so many NFL personnel who are like all guys that have, like, you know, like big impact on your future here and they're watching. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mess up. Yeah. You've been practicing this your whole life. You've been training for it. Uh, I don't think Jordan Palmer trained him. I think his guy that trained him for this is the same guy. Um this is the same guy that Zach Wilson went to, but it's like, like I said, y'all been practicing, y'all ready to roll, yeah. all the dice is counting. I think it's been interesting because he's been training, if I'm not mistaken, with the same guy as Bryce Young. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so, you know, usually it's like, okay, maybe Bryce Young is out in the West Coast. He's on the East Coast. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a comp. It's like, not literally, these guys have probably been watching film together, learning yeah. how to call NFL offenses and all that, but uh, CJ Stroud had a great performance at Pro Day for everything I've seen and from what I've heard. He just seemed real, and I thought one of the analysts said it really well. It's just like he seemed so fluid. 
Yeah. It's like none of this is kind of hard for him. He's done it a hundred thousand times. He was saying all the right things, obviously, in the interview, but he was throwing the Jackson Smith Majigba. He was throwing also uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Case over yeah. and was out there. One thing I thought was interesting, it's like all of us Ohio State fans would have killed to see Jackson Smith play a couple games this season and then to watch him in the pro day go and, like, light it up. Like, he was the ball, yeah. kind of obviously, from CJ, but to see him run around, it's like, man, we could have used that this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about the same thing watching um, JSN at the combine and stuff. Cause I was in the back of my head, I'm like, dang, he missed pretty much the whole year because of that hamstring. But, and you know, the hamstring is usually like a lingering injury. So to see him move around out there at the combine, I was thinking the same thing. Like, boy, they made a run, you know, just, just having Marvin Harrison as their main guy. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Lord knows what that would have looked like if they would have, you know, they would have had both of them out there this year. So, yeah, that's that's going to be one of those, you know, big what-ifs, especially if down the road both of them end up having, you know, good NFL careers. We can look back and – because, I mean, the, I was about to say the, the best uh, – like the biggest look we got at him was that Rose Bowl game from 2021, that season when, you know, Smith and Jigby had his three touchdowns or whatever. But, yeah, other than that, we never really got to see him play together like that. Yeah, thought it could have been great. Luckily, we had a good receiving core. We had other good weapons, but you always wonder. Just want to go ahead and throw a lot of people like a little like sneak peek next year. I think we got a guy named Ballard. His last name is Ballard. He's a real fast guy. I think he's number nine, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's going to be like one of the, our better receivers for next season. Obviously, we got Marvin Harrison Jr. returning, but I think that guy's really going to take the next step. So we'll see how that goes. Y'all know we were pretty good about predictions on this show about players turning out to be pretty good. Yeah. Thomas, I remember when we were talking about C.J. Stroud coming into yeah. Ohio State. And now we're talking about him potentially being the number one pick in the draft. I'm going to ask you this. Oh, by the way, uh, a lot of people wonder about Jackson Smith's Najigba's like time as, as far as his 40-yard dash. I think he ran an unofficial 4-5-3 today, so that's plenty well enough, world-class speed. Um, yeah, so hopefully a lot of people think he might go to the Bears. That'd be really great for them to pair him with uh, Justin Fields. I would love to see it. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. The thing that I think a lot of people are going to have issues with CJ, because now with the Panthers trading up, the Panthers have the number one pick in the draft, right? Yep. Yeah, Panthers got number one pick in the draft. And it's like, so you got CJ Stroud, who is fluid. He's going to make all the throws. He has the build that you're kind of looking for at the 6'3", knows how to command offense, all that great stuff. Then you got Bryce Young, so a little bit undersized, if you want to say that. I think they're saying, I was listening to TJ, who's Gonzalez, talking with Colin Cowherd. He's saying he's weighing about 200 pounds mm. and about 200 pounds consistently. I think he's like 5'11", 5'10", or whatever. So you got the guy yeah. who you feel like has the competitive nature and uh, Bryce Young, but it's a little bit smaller. Or you go C.J. Stroud, who has the build, but then it's like, ah, we lost the build. We never made it to the Big Ten Championship game. And we yep. also never uh, obviously beat Michigan or nevertheless won a national championship. So Sometimes yeah. You're part of one. Of the, you're part of that personnel with the Panthers. If, he, if it's your say, so you got those two quarterbacks, and and, and it's like the lot is based off of this because this is your guy moving forward. Who's yeah. Future. Who are you picking? Uh, me personally, I would have to go with Bryce Young. Um, just because I've always been big on who you play against in college, you know, I feel like Bryce Young is, you know, at, you know, arguably the best school in the nation at Alabama. So he's seeing the best of the best in practice and 
on every Saturday because he's playing in the SEC. Um, I mean, you know, he's got that championship pedigree. He's he played in the and then like the the biggest games that you know we can think of Bryce Young playing in is, is like he's always had a big moment in those games. Um, you know, I, I guess you could say you know the one where he came up short was the national championship where they lost to Georgia, but. Um, you know, you think about the game at Texas on the road last year where he took him on the game winning drive at the end. Game against Auburn at Auburn a couple years back where he took him on that um, you know, game winning drive there. So I don't know. I, I, I just feel like uh I mean, yeah, once you get past the height thing with Bryce Young, I, I I feel like that's gotta be the best choice. I've I've heard somebody say Stroud is probably like the safest pick. Out of all these, or really out like these top four quarterbacks that people are talking about, just because he's the only one where it's kind of like you know exactly what you're getting out of him. Um, you know, you don't, you know, Bryce Young, like I said, you got questions about the height and stuff. Anthony Richardson and them, um, you know, a whole lot of questions about them, just because you know the amount of fan we got on on them and the amount of experience they they have or that they lack, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I think for me it had to be Bryce Young, just because, like I said, that championship pedigree. Um, feel like he always shows up in the biggest moment. Um, even last year when we seen he didn't have like a big name receiver, um, or a top receiver core like he's you know Bam usually had, he still thrived. Um, he didn't really have a drop off or anything like that. So, yeah, I I, I think I had to be over Bryce Young for sure. Y'all know that's it's always a tough one for me being a young BJ. And Bryce, I, I like you gotta love the competitive nature of not saying CJ doesn't have it because I feel like we saw a lot of it uh when they played in that Peach Bowl. Yeah, we saw him playing the Peach Bowl and College Ball playoff. But you just gotta love when Bryce Young, whenever you he consistently, I would say over his playing career, it's like whenever you need a drive, you almost get that same feeling you get whenever like Brady is like, oh, they left him too much time. It's mm-hmm. that same thing with him. And, yep. like, we had to see CJ kind of grow into that little scrambling ability a little bit more. Bryce is going to give you that off day one. But the, I think a lot of people are thinking what's going to end up happening is if um, if the, the Panthers do go ahead and take CJ, then uh, Houston will take Bryce probably next, and then they'll hopefully be their new quarterback so they can get it back rolling again. But it was interesting that, you know, Houston used to have Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen is now going to be the backup in Buffalo, not is that is it Kyle Allen? That Kyle? Houston had, yeah. Was it's Kyle something? He went to Texas A&M for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Kyle Allen. There. If you think about you went to A&M, yeah. Yo, wait, 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 and that's crazy because am I tripping? No, Kyle Allen and Josh Allen, the both Allens. Oh, so he's in Buffalo now. I know Kyle Allen in Buffalo. Yeah, and see, the reason I'm thinking that's interesting is because he trained with Jordan Palmer. Those two are like, those three are always together. You have Josh Allen, you have Kyle Allen, and then you have um, Jordan Palmer, who's their trainer. Darnold yeah. also trains with them. So I thought that's a crazy addition. That's almost as close to addition as you're going to get to when you had Jordan Palmer and Carson, Carson Palmer both in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Because it's yeah. like guys train like brothers, and it's just happening that they usually end up going to their different locations. Another yeah. guy that trains in that group, uh, Sam Darnold. Mm, yeah, Joe yeah. Burrow used to for combine. You know, Joe Burrow's feel like, well, he's one of them guys who kind of go do his own thing. That's but, what I figured. I figured. I was like, I never see him associated with like them big name, you know, quarterback coaches and stuff. They said that all Jordan Palmer said that he said even coming out of right before that year where LSU went to national championship and won. 
he said Jordan was at I think one of their camps or something like that. Like it was a mentor, and they were just and he was just kind of like Yo, we might we might win it all next year. And at that time we didn't know LSU was gonna become that. Yeah, who is this cocky dude? Like who is this guy? Next thing you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's gonna be super interesting to watch. Uh, how did I even get on that cow album? Oh yeah, because Houston, <laughs> because Bryce Young. If, if, yeah, if, yeah. If, I know there are Houston fans who are hoping and praying that the Panthers go ahead and take CJ because then they feel like they have their guy in uh, Bryce Young and we'll move forward. Hey, you know, and I get it. And this is also this relates to Josh Allen. I get the fact that because Josh Allen, well, they were like, and eh, he wasn't the most accurate guy, but he's a big guy with a live arm. Mm-hmm. Because of that, they feel like like Will Levis, you know, he could be the same thing. Obviously, Anthony Richardson had a crazy uh, showing at the NFL Combine, and they feel like he has a lot of potential. But yeah. sometimes to me, it's just crazy to look at the resumes of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and then Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and be like they belong in the same caliber. Yeah. I get That's it. crazy, man. I get it because you're saying projection. Like, look at mm-hmm. we've literally seen Josh Allen what he's become, but it's like I'm sure CJ and and Bryce are like, did y'all see what I, the campaign I just put together? Yeah, aid that. Yeah, both of them is like I did it and I did it again to show y'all like this is this is really the type of guy I am. But hey, I get it, Anthony Richardson. Uh, like I said, just a freak of nature. Will Levis, they like the way how you throw the ball, the ball comes out of his arm. A little inaccurate at times, but maybe because of the Josh Allen blueprint, they feel like they can, like, not, I hate to use the word, like, fix him. But they feel, they feel like they can help him become as accurate as that, and then the ceiling could potentially be the roof. Yeah, man, man, I, I just, yeah, you hit it right on the head, man. It's, and I don't know, it's, it's like we go through it every year. You know, I always say it would come draft time, people would, these teams would do a whole lot of overthinking. I think in the season, you know, we're in the moment just rocking week to week. Um, I actually think it's, you know, we, we kind of process stuff better in the season because um, we don't get, like, too, I guess, hung up on, on one game. And, you know, like I said, it's kind of like a week to week process. But once you get into the draft process and, and you get to break down all this film, um, just, you know, from their freshman year to their junior year, you used to get a nitpick every little thing. Um, and, you know, all these what-ifs come about, you know, like how we seen with Lewis and Richardson. But, man, I just think, back, it's, it's like we go through this every year. I feel like we went through the same thing with um, Deshaun and, yep. uh, and, and you know, Lamar Jackson. And then it's like Deshaun Washington is the guy at Clemson for three years. Then comes time to get drafted, all of a sudden, Mitchell Trubisky name in the conversation. Yeah. And same with Lamar. It's like you got a Heisman winner guy who dominating college for three years, and all of a sudden he's about to drop out of the first round. Um, so yeah, man. It's I mean, we, even with uh with with Fields, um, you know, it's 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 like we it's like we hype these guys up from high school all the way from high school to the end of the college careers, and all of a sudden when it's come time to make that jump to the NFL, it's like oh I don't know if this guy's. The one, it's like, damn, like, we done built them all the way up for, you know, the past six, seven years, and, you know, so I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know if people ever learn, man, but that's a, that's just what I think it is. I just think come draft time, it's just too much time to, it's like overanalyzing. I, I wish the draft was, was quicker. I wish, it, I mean, not quicker, earlier. I wish the draft was, you know, could be like around now, like March or something. The teams could just, you know, have like a, a two or three-month period after the season's over to do all their evaluating, but 
like like half the year is gone before the draft comes. The draft is pretty much in May. So I don't know, man. It's that that's how I see it. I just see it as a bunch of overthinking. Yeah, and I guess you could say too, it's kinda like if you was quicker than that too, it'd be like literally look at the film. Maybe we put together a little combine. Maybe we just yep. do two days. Uh, and it's like, so you really look, okay, like confirming what you saw on film real quick, all right, big pick, as opposed to, well, maybe let's go back and look at all this, that, and third. By the way, just real quick, yeah. did they, are they now on fans at the combine? Yeah, I think they, I think they did that, uh, I, I want to say they may have started it last year, because it was like the first year after COVID or whatever. Um, I don't know, You, I want to say, oh, I don't know, I, I don't want to be wrong and say, they started with it during COVID because I can't even remember if they had a combine during COVID because COVID really hit hard around the time of the combine. Um, so I think last year might have been their first year doing it, but I remember saying something like it was maybe kind of to benefit the players more because, you know, before it was just like an empty stadium and yeah. the players working out, you know, they at least now give you some, you know, some kind of like background noise, you know. You know how it can be. It's like you're going through a whole workout and voices echoing and stuff. You can hear every little voice. So, yeah, I think they did it. I think it's supposed to be kind of the hell to play to get them more comfortable. Um, you know, because I'm I'm sure some some of them guys are probably more comfortable performing in front of a crowd than just, you know, nobody in the stands. There's nothing but the coaches right there watching you. So yeah. And so yeah, and so like and kind of how you were saying, because I noticed that for the maybe it was this year, I just noticed that and it definitely adds to something, especially I would say probably when the 40 yard times, people are like, oh wow, like that adds something. And also receivers and the quarterbacks when they're making those throws, it, it adds a little bit of pressure. Yeah. B is kind of like when you see the catch of the fans, like, oh, it's okay, this is like a fan environment. So I definitely think yeah. that was a good idea to add that. But we'll keep it moving since you kind of mentioned quarterbacks going. Oh, oh, oh you I don't think you, who you who you picking? Between Bryce and CJ? Yeah. I'm a fan of CJ, but I'm pick Bryce. <laughs> right. so I do. Yeah. I tell you, every time I see, whenever there's the quarterback that, whenever hey, it's a minute and forty seconds left, and you're saying, "Oh, they left him too much time," it's like that's what you're going to do. That's, I'm not saying I hope CJ becomes an exceptional pro, but it's like, but that's going to be the guy you're going to need to lead you through a lot of NFL games. Whenever it's yeah. like, okay, I need one more score. I need you to take us through one more. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I ain't never see that from Stroud. Like, I feel like I ain't never see that. It's like the games where you could. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the closest we saw was was that Georgia game this past year. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's yeah. I feel like CJ ceiling is like only so high. Like, hey, bro, and let me tell you something, bro. I was I was so disgusted when we <laughs> lost that Georgia game. I was disgusted yeah. when we lost that game. I felt like we played yeah. a great game, my boy. CJ. I, I went I went back and watched it. To, to see, like, you know, look at some film on Stroud. And I realized y'all were up by, like, like two, three scores at one point. I was like, damn, I did not remember that. I thought it was, like, either neck and neck or, like, man, they really had Georgia right there. Thomas, I was talking so much, Joe. I was talking yeah. so much, John. Y'all sat there and thought my guy wasn't going to do it. Look at what he done showed <laughs> And then I just, and when I saw that kick, I think we talked about this on the last episode, Shameless plug till I ask him to listen to it again. But I saw that kicker. I said, I was like, that don't look like the kicker. Yeah. Go. They switched to him real quick and switched off. I said, that don't look like the kicker. <laughs> going to take us to where we need to go. Eh? <laughs> I, don't like the guy. 
I yeah. I need to go back and rewatch that game as well. So I don't know, boy CJ. Hopefully, I'm hoping to see you do well. But for just from what we've seen so far in the playing field, it's all right. We might I might just roll with uh Bryce or whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um now to kind of stay in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Oh, that was major. Seems like he's getting a lot of receivers kind of going there with him. I don't know if it was true or not. Everything like he had a list of receivers that he wanted to potentially go with him. Who they just signed somebody today, right? Yeah. Um, man, who, oh, who they just signed today, man? Oh, uh, I know because I, I know they they just traded Elijah Moore too, and it was because they just signed somebody. Um. That's how I was saying. I remember Elijah Moore as well. Let's see here. The Jets, the Jets, to the Browns. They just signed McCole Harvin. Yeah, McCole Harvin. That's who it is. Yeah, McCole Harvin. And you already got Garrett Wilson there. A running back is pretty good from last season. I know there's a you lot. Got of- Alan Lazard who came from the Packers. So he already won a Rodney Dollar from the Packers and came. Um, yeah. It would be crazy if they did go to get Odell. That would be that would be insane. Odell with the Jets. Oh man, with that already. Like I said, that's a decent receiving core right there between McCole. Yeah, already. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the Jets. Uh Aaron Rod- and I think somebody brought this up because whenever Brett Favre did he go to the Jets when he left the Green yeah. And yeah. so to see this exact same thing happen again, it's gonna be yeah. interesting to watch. And also gonna be crazy to watch our guy in Green Bay. Remember you out of Utah State? What's that quarterback's name? Jordan Love. He's been working and yeah. he's been working with Quincy Avery. So I've been watching them and they, they feel like he's learned a lot of stuff from what guys that are around him say from Aaron Rodgers. So Green Bay might be his city moving forward. Um so keep moving, y'all. We've got a lot of topics. Yeah, that's already moving like this. Lamar <laughs> Jackson. What are your thoughts? Lamar Jackson. Man. I don't, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. I I done heard some I done heard some reports that uh that my Vikings might be a wild card to sign him. Um, so you know I'm hey, I'm all over that. But realistically, um, I think he's probably gonna end up on a team like the Falcons or um, I don't know if yeah if I had to make a guess, I'd probably say somebody like the Falcons. Um, just because I mean I know the Jets run the conversation, but you know they got their guy rises and looks like. Um, I heard him going back to the Ravens is pretty much like that's, that's kind of like a done deal. So like it's not gonna happen. Um, I think he's kind of like ready to move on from there or whatever. Um, so yeah, man. But I, I mean, I know wherever um he's gonna see, but that's I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's up to him or the team. I think the team's got to trade him if he doesn't end up going back to the Ravens. So it isn't his decision, but um. Yeah, just in short, I, I I see him somewhere else to start off this this upcoming season. But wherever he goes, I just hope he has some more help than he's had in Baltimore. Cause I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we when we first got to Baltimore, we saw the potential and and you know what he was going to turn out to be, in, and he had his MVP season. But like they never really just put any pieces around him. Um, I mean, you know they they drafted Mark Andrews. That was a good pick, but. They try to put Hollywood around him, but I mean, other than that, they haven't really surrounded him with anything. So I just hope wherever he goes, he gets some help. You never would have thought this is how if if if, it, if he has played his last step in Baltimore, his last snap in Baltimore, you never thought this is how that would have ended. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, you got to see the backup last year, the guy from Utah, Tyler Huntley, right? Yeah, 
We got to see him a little bit last year, even in the playoffs for a little bit. So if Lamar does move on, I'll be the guy. Imagine him in Atlanta. Not going to be the same, but the closest thing you're going to have to back when Mike Vick was there. Yeah. The only yeah. problem um, that is you did just – you just picked up your boy from Cincinnati. You just got him last year. You bring Lamar in here. It's kind of like – Oh, oh yeah. Really, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But for Lamar, Lamar, I would say I don't even know about from a schematic aspect with it, how that would work. But from like a fit Atlanta, Lamar Jackson, you're crazy. I think it'd be exciting. I definitely think hey, yeah. y'all got ticket problems. Those in we know Lamar Jackson. Somebody put up his record in the NFL. It's insane. He wins football games. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Lamar's only got in total, I think Lamar's only got like 16 losses total over his NFL career so far. Um, which you know, it probably doesn't seem like that because it's like, you know, once you lose that playoff game, you're done. But yeah. yeah, I think he's only got like 16 losses through his first like four or five seasons, which is crazy. He ain't got a full season of losses. So Thomas, this is why we pay you the big bucks. He's 45 and 16 in the NFL yeah. starters. That's all <laughs> that's how we pay Thomas the big bucks. <laughs> Quick break in action. If you have a small business owner looking to get your uh, business into the ears of hundreds of thousands of listeners, make sure you DM me on the, DM me on the show's Instagram account so we can get you an advertisement. It'd be just like right, like how we just did that. That's how your ad would be like. But anyway, yeah. Thomas is one hundred percent right. Forty five and sixteen. You want to win ball games. Atlanta has struggled to win ball games, and Lamar has a different type of impact on the team too. I feel like yeah. wherever he goes, the team kind of rallies around him. Um, we'd love to see him in Atlanta. We'll see. That, that, that'd be crazy if that happens. That's gonna be a hot take. That would be a hot take that has, uh, came to fruition on the show. Yeah. This Atlanta would just a because see the thing is Lamar does want a certain dollar too, so it's like you're gonna have to match the money he's looking for. Yeah, yeah. Sure, the city. I'm I'm saying the sure the city would be fine as far as like as far as a fit. A lot of discussions have been going around too with him not having an agent. What do you think about? Yeah, him? yeah. I think um, I mean I don't know. It's kind of you know I don't know like all the intricacies when it comes to negotiating these contracts and stuff. Um, but just from, you know, what, like, the experts are saying, I think they're saying it's, it's not good that he doesn't have an agent because um, I think what they say is, like, the agent is kind of like the filter between the team and the player. Um, so, like, you know, the team is kind of telling the agent what they're offering you or what they really feel about you, where it's like if you're hearing that straight from the team, you're kind of going to take it personal and it's going to have an effect on them to go, you, you know, think – Things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, he'll end up getting his money somehow, some way. I just think him not having an agent is why it's maybe prolonged, you know, prolonged itself to this point, why the situation's been prolonged at this point. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't worry about him getting his money. I know I know somebody, somebody's going to pay him. That's what I know. It ain't like a large chance going to be sitting on the couch, you know, coming to start of this next NFL season. So, yeah, it's, it's just about who want to call out their money. I mean, it's, it sucks he's had these injuries the past couple of years. I mean, I think without them, it's like people just be throwing the brain strokes at him. But that's, that's really only not people got on him right now. Just that, you know, he's been just a little bit injury prone. But, um, yeah, when it comes to the agent thing, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it, especially when you're a guy like Lamar Jackson, where it's like I feel like there really isn't too much negotiating that should really have to go on in the first place. So, And I also think that, 
I heard, I don't know, it might have been pivot, I want to pivot. But there's also a thing, too, of I don't know if the league necessarily wants a lot of players stopping the agents. I think the league mm-hmm. likes them, so therefore they, they like kind of try to punish them. Not, not necessarily we're going to we're gonna punish Lamar for not having an agent, but like they're going to make it kind of hard for them. So if there are any other guys who are thinking about going this route, it's like yeah. you'll go back to having an agent because we probably prefer yeah. like that. But something to think about, moving right along here, Got a South Carolina guy. Do you want to go good news or bad news? Go bad news first. No, go yeah. good news, good news. South Carolina guy saw the news. Gilmore heading to the cornerbacks. And Gilmore heading to the Dallas Cowboys. You like the fit? Yeah. Um. You know, you teaming them up with with Diggs over there. So it's like I don't. You know, definitely I don't think they're going to be looking at Gilmore to be the same guy we're used to. Where it's like you just leave him out there on the island. For the whole game, um, so yeah, I, I yeah, I definitely think it's a good fit. Dallas already had a good season last year. Um, you know, the best thing you can compliment uh, a good pass rush with is a good secondary, which is what Dallas has. You know, that they, they got a good pass rush with um, Michael Parsons and, and Demarcus Lawrence and all them guys. So you got them guys resting the quarterback and and guys like Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. Um, you know, guard team's best receiver. So, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it's definitely a good fit. That's a perfect fit for that defense. I thought that was crazy because I think a lot of us were expecting. I was still kind of hoping to see OBJ head to the Cowboys, but I didn't see this one coming. This was yeah. a big one. They also went and got what's the guy that was playing in Houston for a while, Brandon Cooks. Yep. They also yeah, got- I, yeah, that might be a better pickup than than Odell. When they said that, I feel like that slammed the door shut on a lot of Odell hype potentially. Yeah, like you said, okay, they went and got Brandon because they're not probably not going to bring in another high dollar receiver. So that's cowboy talk for the day. No, why am I about to almost miss the biggest thing? Ezekiel Elliott cut. Man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. You know, I think Shannon Sharp was talking about a lot whenever he got the contract. Shannon was like, "I hope he, you know, continues performing at a high level." And yeah. it seems like maybe it's just because Zeke is a high impact back, but we just never got to see bad Zeke again. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the Cowboys cutting him? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Wright was kind of on the wall past couple years. Um, you know, yeah, his production definitely went down, and not just his production, but it just you know doesn't look like the same. You know, Zeke that we used to seeing, he's like he didn't have that same burst or, or you know, whatever you want to define it as. It just as for and for him to be that young, it's like for him to say he looked like he lost a step, it's like a crazy statement. But I mean, that's really what it looked like, you know. Um, he definitely didn't look like the guy we used to seeing his first like two or three years in the NFL. Um, so yeah, man. But I think that's that's kind of like the the life of a running back now in the NFL. Um, you know, just because already the running back position, you just put so much on on their body, but um. Yeah, that position will take a toll on you. But, um, yeah, in, in a game where, you know, now we're throwing the ball a lot more. Like, I'm sure he definitely says a lot less in his leg. But it's like, um, you're not going to pay a guy like that who's, you know, not even like a 1,000-yard, uh, you know, a 1,000-yard back anymore. Um, you're not just going to pay him all that money he's, he's due or, you know, all that money that was on that contract. So, like I said, right was kind of on the wall. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that trend is going to continue where it's, it's like, you know, you draft a running back, probably get like a good three, four years out of them. That initial rookie contract really might be like that, that window for you right there. And then 
after that, I, yeah, running backs are pretty much going to be journeyman from that point on because I think them days of paying running backs and big money are, are old. Really, unless you got a guy like a McCaffrey who can, you know, you can line him up there like he's a receiver. Yeah, I think other than that, running backs are kind of a, a dime a dozen. Yeah, it seemed like for a while that they had maybe tried to tap back into giving the running back big money, but now this has almost been like a study. Yep. History of them be like, yep, no, yep. no more. So, and then the thing is, you can always, because just like the guy from the Chiefs, it's like, who is this guy from Rutgers? Cody? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just go find another one to draft. Clyde Edwards, Larry, great first yep. year or so. We'll just find another one. Don't you? Don't, if you want big money, trade him. We'll get another one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, really, I feel like as a running back these days, it's in your best interest to just make sure you can catch. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, I'm telling you, man, I think that's that's the direction we're moving in where, like, the the, the typical bag is going to be exactly like a McCaffrey where it's like I literally could, could line that dude up in the slot and have him play, you know, like a starting receiver for me. I feel like it's going to get to a point where you can't play running back unless you can go out there and run the same route, you know, that like a receiver can. So, yeah, like you said, it'd be in your best interest if you're a running back. Baby. Get on that drug machine. <laughs> it's a good way to put it and also y'all want to definitely guys almost forgot this part of my notes but uh we, we've been talking about our guy uh Jalen Ramsey for a long time here on this show Thomas I remember back in the day him <laughs> throwing to Miami I think he stripped the ball from the Miami defender back when he was at Florida State and then clapped yeah. his face and it's crazy to think that defensive coordinator from at that point in time, I want to say his last name is Pinkett, is now the defensive coordinator that he was the defense coordinator for Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James at Florida. Derwin. He's the now the defensive coordinator at Colorado. So like, Oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He was working at Alabama for a little while here, a little while there, but now he's at Colorado. And so when I see him on the vlog for well off media for the University of Colorado, obviously mm-hmm. all the John Sanders is now, I always see him yelling at players. I'm like, he knows what it looks like. Yeah. That guy has coached of Derwin James, who is out here doing the spearing people in the NFL on Thursday night football. And Jalen Ramsey, so he knows what the great ones look like. So when he's coaching mm-hmm. those guys up, I'm like, I'm already knowing what he's thinking. But anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so Jalen Ramsey to Miami. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's that's a good move by Miami team in the mode with another top corner and uh, Xavier Howard over there. Uh, they got a good safety back there too, and Javon Holland, good young safety. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's another move, kind of. For the future, you know, um, just just trying to, uh, you know, get that defense stronger. Um, maybe maybe that's coming from seeing, you know, you don't know how much confidence you're having in the offense with, with Tua and all the injuries he's been dealing with. You know, for all they know, they might be in the running again another quarterback soon. You know, if Tua keeps dealing with these injuries or, you know, if he doesn't, uh, I guess, improve his play like how people are expecting. Um so yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of to help them to where they they don't have to lean on their offense a lot, even though they got you know all those weapons over there. Um, yeah, it's it's just yeah, a power move. That's kind of what the NFL is becoming like an arms race. Um, you know, got to get as many of those big name players as you can to be able to compete. So um, yeah, it's it, yeah, I, I I like that move and um, yeah, I think they're in the same division as uh, Buffalo. 
So, you know, we're going to see him playing playing Ramsey and Josh Allen and them guys twice a year now. So, that'll be fun. I think that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything with that is, is the matchup some of the Dolphins are going to have this year. Yeah, and I was just thinking, too, for Ramsey, I know Ramsey's trying to have a great year also because I'm not saying recover, but I think he gave a little more passing yards and touchdowns yeah. than, than he usually does. Or as compared to usually, he's, like, really dominant in the league. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking sure he's going to be ready to kind of, like, get that back going to kind of reclaim his dominance. But also, imagine being a player going from L.A. to Miami. So the, the cities are insane in this. Yeah. But also, I'm thinking of taxes, too. Like, he's out in L.A., California taxes, boo cool. You go to Miami, no mm-hmm. state tax out there in Florida. Yeah. And he's going where he played college ball. For some reason, I want to say that Ramsey's from Florida, but he's definitely from Tennessee. So that's not. Oh, yeah, because he, he went to Florida State and was in Jacksonville, you know, for his first team. So yeah, he's been in Florida a lot. So the majority of the time we've known him. Yeah, uh, he's been a, on a Florida, Florida guy. Team. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, like I said, he's originally from Tennessee. Uh, so, interesting to watch there. Yeah, definitely when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that's a big move. Uh, more pressure gets put on to him. Like, All right, now we yeah. got this DB, this defense backfield. This team, this Miami team is really looking pretty decent. So, we just need the quarterback to deliver the ball and hopefully stay healthy. I heard Shannon Sichart say, he's like, well, that's hard expectation to put on a guy who limped into the league. I was yeah. like, yeah, Shannon Sharp is good. That was <laughs> I'm not to put that together, but he has been uh, injured a lot of uh, his time, just kind of playing football, I guess you could say, since like his last, later days in Alabama. Remember him yeah. at, at the Heisman ceremony with the the boot on? You remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Did he end up winning it that year, by the way? Oh, what year was that? I think he won. Did two win the Heisman? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, that's cool. I pre- I'm pretty sure he did. It would have had to been uh, well, it wasn't 2019 because that's the year Burrow won it. So I guess it would have. No, it had to been 2018. Kyler won it. Kyler. Oh, Kyler won it. Yeah, that's right. That is right. That is right. So yeah, I don't think two won it. Oh, that's hard to believe. I thought he won. Yeah. It. All right, but y'all, we're gonna keep it moving here. Gonna mention this real quickly because we, yeah, Jalen Carter. That's a crazy situation going on. Yeah, I could. I was explaining this to my family, but it's like I couldn't imagine. Like you're at the combine, which is the biggest. They say biggest job interview of your lifetime. Obviously, potential first round pick for number one pick. As a matter of fact, to an extent, because I think at that time Chicago still had the pick, and then you get a notice that you have you have to get back to Georgia because there's a warrant for your arrest. Then all the things that happened with the car accident, like you can only imagine. Then I don't know if you saw yeah. the his pro day. He came in a little bit. Ooh, yeah, pro day did not look good. The bags were the bag drawers weren't as flawless, and you know him going to Georgia. Those bag drawers are usually flawless. Like you don't yeah. skate around Georgia and just not doing stuff and show up on Saturday. I just don't see Kirby Smart doing things like that. What were your thoughts on the pro day performance? Man, I was like, oh man, I was. I don't know. It's just, it's like you feel bad for him, but then it's like I mean, it's not like you, it was a surprise. Not like you didn't know you had a pro day coming. Um, I mean, you know, it's not like you got anything else other than, you know, anything else to do other than prepare for the draft. So I'm, I just don't know how you come in and look, you know, that out of shape and put on that poor performance when you like, you got, you got a possible number one pick, you know, on the line. It's not like we just talking about, you know, first round or, you know, day one, day two, like we really got to see a guy going from being, 
you know, like beginning of the college football season, he was projected as the number one pick on a lot of guys' board. And, you know, he'll probably end up sliding to like late first round. Hopefully, if he still stays in the first round. Like you said, it's, it's been a lot of surrounding him from the bad workout to the, um, you know, the car accident situation. So, I don't know. I hope he can just get it together. Maybe all the, you know, outside stuff with the, with the accident and, and the case or whatever it is, maybe that has something to do with his preparation for the pro dance stuff. You know, um, you know, I guess that's all we can hope. But, yeah, you definitely that's, – that's, that's definitely not going to help his stock. Um, like I said, that's, that's going to hurt, you know, fumbling a potential – First overall pick, that that money's different from, you know, a top five pick to, you know, a first round pick in the late 20s, early 30s. So, yeah, because yeah. it's like, and I think sometimes people forget the magnitude of that early of a pick. It's like, yo, this, we only get one first round pick a year and there ain't no guarantee mm-hmm. we don't get a higher pick again next year. So mm-hmm. this one just has to hit. We're giving them you a ton of money. So we got to make sure you're our guy. Hopefully he gets whatever situation squared away that he does. But yeah, the the clips definitely were not looking the best. But I, luckily for him, his film has been so dominant that they're like, okay, yo, when he gets it back going with his those pass, yeah. not to mention he does play defensive line, which is like a nitty gritty. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like, all right, y'all, we, I think we we're going to bet on his work. They'll probably definitely head down to Georgia. They'll talk to uh, Herbie and Herbie. try to get as yeah. a, a profile on him as possible. But um, so yeah, we got that going on here. Since we kind of mentioned Chicago there for a second, what do you think of DJ Moorhead in Chicago? I think it was a good move by Chicago to get um, you know, the quarterback of the future, his number one receiver, um, especially you know giving up that number one pick. You know, we we see like kind of the talk of the draft this year is the quarterbacks, and you don't really need a quarterback, so you know it, it wasn't going to be much use in holding on to that number one pick. Especially like we see with, with Jalen Carter, not looking like he's a slam dunk pick. Um, you know, Will Anderson from Bama was was kind of at the top of people's boards, but you hadn't really heard much around his name. So I think in their eyes, they're probably like, it's not really anybody we're seeing that we want to draft who's worth a, a number one overall pick. So we'll just, you know, get. So I, I think that's definitely a good trade for them, getting a, a number one receiver for a, a pick that you really weren't going to get much out of, anyways. Um, so, yeah, but like I said, even better for Fields, you know, he finally gets the number one receiver. And I think that's big just because we've seen these past couple of seasons in the NFL what a number one receiver can do for a quarterback. Like, most recently, we see that with Hurts. Um, you know, first kind of – first couple of years in the league were slow, but you give him a number one guy in A.J. Brown, and, you know, they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, and, I mean, most of the top quarterbacks you think of in the league, you know, have a number one – target and you know and a receiver or a tight end and you know some shape or form so uh yeah i mean i think this will be the year if anything we need to look for fields to be taking that jump as a quarterback yeah because i mean if you sit there and think about it that receiver room now i think we talked about a little bit earlier on now you're looking at dj moore you're looking at darnell mooney who i think was having yeah. to be the number one but now if he knew him not having to be one he's a good option and now yeah. he's felt the pressure of doing what that is like to be so. So if the number two role with three could be even better for him. Got Chase Claypool, who a lot of us yeah. are from the Steelers. So it's okay. A lot of people think, all right, Chase, time to show us. Time to yeah. show us who you are. And like I said earlier, now I don't know. Now you got that type of room. Maybe still you'll get Jackson because his familiarity. But if you get Jackson, it's like, wow. It's probably yeah. Stephen Court. The Bears have, have had in history. So, yeah. Uh, that's something to look forward to, to see what happens in Chicago. And uh, last but not least, the last topic of the day, you got to mention it. 
some of these wide receivers at the combine, right? It seems like a consistent uh, thing that we were seeing was that they felt like a lot of these receivers weren't running the times we're used to them seeing. Uh, Thomas kind of spoken this earlier, but maybe the DBs were running really fast times. And so it's like, what's going on with these receivers running these four fives and stuff like that? Because I think we yeah. mentioned before at the pro day, Jackson Smith ran the four five three. You got um, Jordan Addison, who a lot of people, who was a Blender Cough Award winner at Pitt that went on to go to USC. A lot of people were shocked that he didn't run a faster time. I had his time pulled up here. Hold on one second. Did you know that the USC Pro Day was like two days ago? Nah, nah, that's like I'll tell you before, man. It, some reason these pro days flying on the radar, man. I remember back in like middle school, early high school, like I said, they were, used to televise them. Like I used to be excited to, you know, it was just like another, you know, it's kind of like a combine part two. So yeah, I, they used to televise them. I don't know what happened. You remember you said we 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 saw Johnny Manziel show up to the pro day in pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Those shows. Yeah. That's how big it was. That was all over NFL Network and everything else. But it's just crazy how some social media has changed everything. Me and Tom was talking before, and it's like you used to go on Google. Now you just go to Twitter. You have a, a reporter yeah. who's typed up, and then usually it's accurate. It's like better than yeah. media. But yeah, so he ran. I think it's like a four four nine four five zero. Jordan Addison. I think a lot of people thought with him having a little bit smaller stature, he might run four three four four. But as Shannon Sharp always says, and I'm a strong believer on this, it's like, guys, look at the tape and just confirm. Yeah. The guy, if you see this on tape, just confirm it on tape. Let's not make a complete analyzation off a guy off of a pro day workout. Who am yeah. I telling them to these scouts? But in case you're listening to this uh, show, that, that that's just Matt's big back, <laughs> back by the Hall of Famer. So, uh, <laughs> but we're going to talk about it real quickly, though. Uh, Tom Scott, Tayshawn Boutte from uh, LSU. Uh, Man has had a lot of man wanted to go back to LSU, according to course. Brian Kelly was like, nah, you got to go. He's had a lot of uh especially towards the end of his career, a lot of problems. But I guess to start the season, it kind of started hot. He didn't get a lot of passes, so he was had a little bit he was showing that he was he was visually disappointed uh during yeah. the game. Then he removes all the LSU stuff and then the whole scandal going on at about what was going on in Atlanta before the game. Yeah. Well, anyway, he goes to the <laughs> well, that's a lie. he goes to the NFL and combine. Uh, he runs a four five, and then he runs a four six seven. <laughs> Which, and something about that four six seven, you know, you see though he ran the four five, you see the four six seven, you think okay, he might have had a bad start on the four six seven. But when you combine that with all of the other things that have taken, <laughs> man, oh man, he is not. You know, you see it all the time on Twitter. It's like whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever somebody's agent like sees the guy getting more trouble, and it's like, he, I'm tired. yeah. <laughs> Thomas, this all this being said, and then okay, and also look at the stats. He had a 29 inch vertical jump, which is the lowest mark by any skilled player <laughs> so far. Literally, you had some defense alignment jumping higher, and then. <laughs> And then he had a 9-10, which was the second lowest in his wide receiver group. So in this profile time, and the fact that Brian Kelly literally said, you can't come back. Hey, imagine like, you know, like at the end of a family gathering, and your mom's like, I don't know where you're going to go, but you got to get up out of here. Yeah. Brian Kelly said, I don't know if you're going to go to the portal, son. I don't know. If you're gonna... 
don't know if you're gonna go to the I don't know if you're gonna go to the league. But son, immediately after they know how embarrassing this is. Immediately yeah. after he announced he's coming back, he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> where, where's he? Where, where are you going back to? So Thomas, with that being said, I know this is one of your guys. What what do you see in the near future here? Oh, yeah, man. Nah, he, he definitely messed his stock up for sure. Um, I mean, he, like you said, you it started from week one at the college football season. It's crazy to say that. Um, you know, he came in with a lot of hype this, this past college football season. He was like top receiver in the nation for a lot of guys out of there with Kenneth and Um, and then that, yeah, he, he came out first week against Florida State, only had like, like, I want to say like two or three catches, maybe. Um, like Matt said, delete, you know, delete all the LSU stuff all over social media. So, you know, that was already a bad start. Kind of had a lackluster year. Really, every year since the freshman year has kind of been a down year for him. So that already isn't good. Um, but yeah, just couple of that with all the all the field stuff too. Um, it's it's definitely gonna be some tough interviews. I know he had to, he had to go through with you know talking to some of these teams. Um, just having to kind of answer for you know a lot of those questions. Um, and then, like you said, just top it off with a, with a poor combine performance like that. Um, yeah, his, his stock definitely is going to drop. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get picked probably till day three, probably like third, fourth round. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, kids just got to look at, at some of these draft prospects and take note of how you can, you can really mess up a lot of money for yourself because. I mean, yeah, like I said, not even in, in a year's span, he went from, you know, top receiver on a lot of guys' draft boards to, like, now we, we just hoping he gets drafted, and, you know, period. So, um, but, yeah, man, it's, yeah. I, I, I hate for it that, um, you know, that it's, it's going down this road. But, I mean, I think he'll, he'll still be a solid man for a receiver. I mean, the talent, you know, you can't really deny that, especially coming into a school like LSU and, and starting your freshman year, having a good – as good a year as he did. So, I mean, you know, it's not like this, this guy bum or anything. We know we, – we see the potential he has. So, he's just got to tap into it, you know, get his head on straight. Hopefully, he gets drafted into the right situation. You know, that can have a lot to do with the two situation you get drafted into. So, um, yeah, never know. This, this – all this, you know, the bad combine might just be putting him on a, on a path to, you know, get picked by that, that perfect team who needs him. So, never know. Yeah, and the thing is, he's going to be one of these guys that's like, look, because at the end of the day, you come in and dominate in training camp. Yeah. Fine, you'll get your contract. You might, and you know, you might mess around and get an incentive lace contract. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you can throw that type of stuff out there and see, like, sure, for performance, we'll pay you for performance. That's not guaranteed. That's based off of your performance, like whether yeah. it's yards and stuff like that. So, definitely going to be something to watch. think that's all we have for today, y'all. That was. That was a good bit of information right there. That was, <laughs> that was a good bit of information. But like I said, I was I was definitely excited to do this from Thomas because it's just been so much a kind of past. And we and one thing I was kind of happy about too, we got to kind of see things play out. Yeah. So sometimes you do the podcast, then something big happens tomorrow that was still developing. But kind of how we've done it uh here. Do want to mention real quickly about the Texas quarterback situation, man. That Texas quarterback and we're talking about the University of Texas or Texas University, whichever Austin campus, the long court. Yeah. Uh man, they got Malik Murphy was one of the best dual threat quarterbacks coming out of the country a couple years back. Got Arch Manning, Peyton Eli, Peyton and Eli's nephew who's 
one of the top rated ranked guys. I think a lot of people are going to be really interested to see him now playing in the Big 12 heading to the SEC because it's like this will no longer be that private school. So we really get to kind of figure out where he stands. Yeah. Especially because we yeah. haven't seen him at the camps and stuff like that. So you got that. And you have uh, obviously Quinn Ewers, which is one of the guys been highest ranked since Andrew Luck and those guys who's already on campus now who could have beaten Alabama last season. So, yeah. and Steve Sarkeesians came out saying that's an open quarterback battle. Texas got it going on. The talent seems to be there in Texas. So let's see if Steve Sarkeesian can get them over that hump. Because if they beat Alabama next year, I have a feeling like their season has a completely different trajectory. Yeah. Are they, are they um so they're going to Bama next year? Is it like is it another early season game? It's a good question. Let's look it up. Texas Longhorns footballs. I was about to say I would assume they're going to Bama since you know Bama went to them last year. Let's see here. Yep, 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 yep. That's gonna be an exciting one. That's the weekend after Labor Day. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, that yeah, that'll be good. Do you think you think um. You think Ewers is going to win the competition? I, I thought uh, – I think Aaron Rodgers came out and said something about him in, interview, in an interview saying he's kind of had his eye on him, saying, you know, he, he likes what he sees from him. But like you said, that's like a loaded quarterback room. It's a couple of them in college football this year where it's like three or four starters from other teams all in one quarterback room. Ole Miss is the one that we were yeah. talking about beforehand. I I I find it hard to believe Quinn Ewers. I feel like if Quinn doesn't play well, they go in a slump. I can see um, – I can see Arch and Malik coming in there, but I don't know. It's going to be really interesting for Malik because even when Steve Stark said it, maybe he didn't say it exclusively, but it was just the the feeling a lot of people got from it. It seems like he was saying it's open between Arch and Quinn. Oh, yeah, Arch and Quinn, yeah. It didn't really sound like it was like, oh, yeah, it's open between, you know, the three of them. And, you know, too, remember the guy from Florida that didn't end up signing? The quarterback from Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I thought he's at Arizona State now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wow, this this landscape of college football is so interesting. But and in Florida, just but regardless, Florida just signed with the top prospects coming out of twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three. One of those, it might be twenty twenty three this year. He's one of the top prospects in the country. Yeah. He's going to Florida. He's a black dude out of Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know they you know, they keep rolling out here. It's gonna be an exciting time. College football is still at an all time excitement. The uh, the excitement continues as we enter into. You know, conference alignment, got to mention this. I know we're about to run out of time. Man, y'all need to watch Well Off Media on YouTube. Deion Sanders <laughs> and them boys are getting it going. They, black and gold is rolling. Uh, that they, they boot now. They boot Alabama out of the uh, spring game so that, therefore, you can have coverage yeah. in Colorado. So, it's going to be an exciting year. I, I, since yeah. we're in the zone, I'll be tapped into the Pac-12 anyway. But I'm definitely going to be tapped into USC and Colorado. Nah, for sure. I was I was about to say that man. That Pac-12 is gonna be crazy this year, man. I, yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm probably. I mean, I'm be tuned into the SEC as always, just because you know my game clock's in there. But man, that Pac-12, that's like that's gonna be must see TV every Saturday. Like all them all them quarterbacks you got in that conference, it's like every Saturday it's gonna be a matchup somewhere between some quarterbacks. So yeah, now nah, that Pac-12, that's that's must see TV for sure. Yep, and we get to see the return to DJ in Oregon State. And, you know, they, they usually have a pretty good program over there at Oregon State. Maybe yep. different. Maybe we see DJ from Clemson, Notre Dame a couple years back. You never know. Yeah. Yep, so, all right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Appreciate you, Thomas, for coming on. We should be back sure. later. 
Once ever we when we reach that lever, whenever it's like we're full of information, that's when we knock it. <laughs> yeah. As we hop back on, but until the next time, y'all. Tom, you got anything else? No, I don't think so. I'm ready for the drive here in a couple weeks. That's when we'll see y'all on. Peace. <laughs> My time came back on and it's right now. Know that they were thinking that they want me for the news. Know that they were pressing, they was trying to find clues. I popped out, now I'm the news. Everything green in the inside. Pray to get it on when we fly. Everything that I say, no, I can show for it. Mama said, no, so dope for and it. And I even sung up in the choir. I ain't even party, stayed in, and now I'm out now. I